Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Welcome to the NASCAR Hall of Fame, an enduring tribute to those who helped build the sport into what it is today. It's where we'll be for the next hour with not one, but two NASCAR veterans, the duo from Front Row Motorsports, David Reagan and Landon Castle. It's all coming up on NASCAR America. Coolest, the the best, the fastest, the most exciting sport. David Reagan, push, boys, push, push hard. You gotta work your tail off. You're up against a lot of experience. Right there is Adam. That is David Reagan's older brother. It's been fun to have uh, Adam in my life. Definitely a big cheerleader. Uh, for our race team. I use social media. I post a lot about my personal interests. I have a sense of humor on social media. I would love to win some more races and I would love to win a championship. We're gonna get there if it's my goal is I want to win a trophy to bring home to Bob. Hi everyone and welcome to NASCAR America. Marty Snyder with a quartet of drivers, Jeff Burton, Kyle Petty, Landon Castle, and David Reagan, our special guest on the show today, live from the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Fun to watch your, your highlights there, Landon. You were funny. You said, David, you have better race highlights yes. than I do. <laughs> He's got more trophies. <laughs> the story's not over yet, so we, we got a little bit more time to see. Yeah. But you had a guy with a banjo, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't cool. beat that. Yeah, that's you my don't beat Tyler. That. He he uh, he left us and moved to uh, moved to Boone. So oh, he's playing his yeah. banjo, I guess. Tyler looks like he belongs yes. in Boone. No <laughs> yes. offense to Tyler. I was going to say, yeah. banjo and Boone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that works. That, yeah, that makes sense. Boone, North Carolina is what we're <laughs> referencing. Going to be fun to have these guys on the show today. You can tell that already. So how are things going? How are the season so far for the front row guys? Yeah, I, I think it's it's going all right. I mean, we've, um, we've had a strong year. Um, David's had some good finishes. I've had some good finishes. We're just kind of looking to close out the end of it uh, on a positive note. Yeah, it could always be better. I mean, everybody wants to be better, wants to be perfect. Uh, even though we're not in the playoffs, we're still racing for something. We're still racing for, you know, top fives and top tens. We've got some great tracks coming up for us, these final seven races. But yeah, like Landon mentioned, we both have some good races, but we've got a few that we'd like to forget about too. So <laughs> well, we'll see if we can uh, eliminate a few of those as we finish the year out. Are y'all good teammates? You get along good? Yeah, we haven't gotten in a fight or anything. (laughs) We're all right. We've got pretty similar personalities. I I mean, we, um, I feel like we communicate with our teams in a pretty similar way as well. So, um, you know, we, we, we're pretty honest with each other on the racetrack, and and uh, I don't know. I think yeah, we, we right. race each other pretty hard, but we respect each other, and I think you do see some teammates kind of clash a little bit, but we really haven't got yeah. a, a mad at one He's another. He's a good older brother. Yeah. Is that a slam? Is that a slam? That was a good backhanded shot. So define the word pretty, because we're pretty good teammates. We're pretty similar. We get along pretty good. I mean, what does that mean? You can always be better. Yeah. You can always 
got along right. pretty good with my dad too sometimes, yeah. but not all the time. So yeah. what does just find that? So I think for us, uh, you know, a good teammate, you got to push one another. Yeah. Uh, you got to learn from one another, but you have to respect. And you know, it wouldn't be any good if if I didn't believe anything that Landon said, or if when Landon outqualifies me, I was huffy and puffy and didn't want to go talk to him. So yeah, I think we have a, a good relationship yeah. there. Um, but, but it always can be better. We can always push each other harder. We can always you know work a little bit better. But I think all in all, I'd say we're we're as good as as any other teammates and yeah yeah i mean you definitely and and the on the pushing each other side of it i don't think you actually have to push each other i think it's more that you don't like it you don't nobody likes to get beat by their teammates yeah. so um there's there's always kind of that um we have there's 40 people we're racing with on a racetrack but um, sometimes that teammate is the guy that, hey, if there's anybody else I can beat, as long as I yeah, have my right. teammate, I know <laughs> yeah. I did okay. Yeah. But I, I do want to ask that, that question back, back to you guys. In a sport that you start off with that's a single-person sport, the farther you go along, the more you're thrust into that teammate category. How, how hard is it to break that at 15, 16, or at 25 or 30 to say, oh, my God, I'm on a team sport now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think um, it, it's – you, you get really selfish in a race car and, and, and thinking with your crew chief and, and you really just want to get everything out of your car. And then um, especially I think in terms of balancing resources at a team, yeah. you think, man, if there's this one little component that we can upgrade to get this week, I want it on my car, but you know, we need two of everything and, and our team has to, to make balanced decisions. So, um, you know, like I said, as a, as a guy comparing myself to David every week, um, sometimes my goal is is to make sure that I got the most out of my car, and I believe that David is really good at getting the most out of his car. So if he's faster than me, I feel like I left something on the table, yeah. and I think that goes both ways. I think for me, the way I, I look at the teammate perspective, which is unique in our sport, I try to help my teammate all day long until they drop the, the green flag. And then we go and race our race. But, you know, leading up to the race event, you know, in our pre-race meetings on Friday and Saturday, talking about how the tracks change, you know, what do we need in our car? Uh, we can look at each other's setup. And, and we're really trying to elevate both of us. But once they drop the green flag, you know, I'm going to race Landon just as hard as I race some of the other guys. I'll be racing around and, and, and the best man will win. But, you know, it's up to both of us to, to make the whole program yeah. at Front Row Motorsports uh, better uh, all weekend long. You, you guys drive for a very hard-working team, and, and you don't have the funding that some bigger teams have. So mm-hmm. how does that change your roles? You, you guys have to have a different role than, say, Jimmy Johnson has at Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, our program at Front Row Motorsports, uh, we by the way, we ran our 800th Monster Energy Cup race no this weekend yeah. for Front Row Motorsports. Yeah. So since that old. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not quite that old, but uh, our car owner, Bob Deacon, he's He's a healthy call. older guy. But 800 starts since 2005 for uh, Front Row Motorsports. And I think that's pretty cool yes. in, in a time and age where we've seen a lot of other teams go and come in our sport over the last 10 or 15 years. And uh, we're a good middle-class team. We've got some great partners with Camping World and Loves and CSX. Uh, Shriners Hospitals for Children. So we've got some good people, but we don't have that excessive money to spend on R&D to building new cars, extra wind tunnel time. And that's the difference in running 20th and, and running 5th every weekend. And so um, from from our perspective, I think we have to be a little more involved. You know, we've got to be more involved at the, uh, the, the partnership meetings, trying to close some deals on sponsorship stuff. We spend a little more time at the race shop. Uh, we talk to our friends in the garage to see what's going on 
long to kind of get trends back and forth. So I think a, a driver on one of those top teams, they can be a little more focused on just the driving aspect. But a, a driver on the small teams, which I kind of like that, it, it's a little more fun sometimes. But we have to be a, a little more in touch with how aggressive we are on our setups, you know, maybe our strategy for testing here or a new set of brakes here. And I think that uh, that input is something that I enjoyed being a part of. Yeah. I mean, I think we get, we definitely um, can pick and choose and and balance where we want to put our, our investment for speed, whether it's a super speedway or short tracks or downforce tracks. And, and like David said, I find myself on Tuesday on my Tuesday meetings, um, leaving the competition meeting with my crew chief and talking about our car and going to the marketing offices and, and um, talking to our marketing folks and see what they have um, coming down the pipeline. And if there's anybody that, that could use an email or a phone call or, or something like that to help um, push things along. David, I'm just happy you're here, to be honest, yes. because earlier today, folks may not know you went skydiving. So you're a brave soul. You could have taken Kyle if you wanted to. I would have gone. He yeah. would be up for something yeah. like that. Well, he's done it before. But yeah. so why the skydiving on today of all days? So our uh, front tire changer, Ryan Langley, he's a big skydiver. He's jumped over 700 times and uh, he's been on me about going. Uh, he's, he was on my <laughs> pit crew, the very first cup race that I ran with Frankie Starter back in 2006. Um, he was a, a tire changer on that car. So we've been buddies for 10 years. And uh, he's like, let's go skydiving. And it's just down the road, uh, Skydive Carolina here in uh, uh, South Charlotte, Rock Hill, South Carolina. And it was just a, a fun thing. I'm in Charlotte. The weather's nice. He's going. Uh, Alan Cavana with uh, Fox Sports went. And it was fun. I, uh, I sent out a tweet beforehand and said, hey, we're getting ready to jump on this airplane. I'll update everybody when we get done. I've been busy and I haven't updated everybody. So <laughs> I made it. You know, this weekend so, when he was talking to Bob, our car owner, about it, and or I think we were talking to Jerry, and, and he said... Um, I said, so how'd you choose uh, which one, which skydiving place to go? And David, just with a, kind of a dry sense of humor, was was like, well, it was, it was the cheapest and quickest the going one. out of business. <laughs> yeah, they, they had to buy one, get yeah. one free. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good. So the plane wasn't broken down and you jumped out of it? No, it was yeah. a nice plane, too. You know, it's something we all could fly to the races in. Hey, <laughs> yeah. It was legit. And there's, you decided that, to jump out of it. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to party with you. Let me say this. No, no, I would never do that. I don't, know, I don't know if it's more dangerous to jump out of a plane or Landon's on the spinner <laughs> seat, are they? Because he just yeah, keeps rotating around like this the whole time. So David obviously <laughs> is busy off track. Landon's busy off track, too. And if you've noticed, he's had this running joke with Matt Benedetto, And Dover it was paid off at Matty D's expense. Take a look. This fell my favorite NASCAR driver staying at the same place as me. I know he hears me over there. Woo! Landon, my favorite. Hope you win on Sunday. So we got a $91 worth of room service delivered to our room, thanks to my buddy, Landon Castle. And over here, man, Landon, thank you for this delicious breakfast that I'm actually getting the joy of paying for. I've got a lot to eat, so I got a little work to do, but Landon, thank you. Um, this was about $100, so I guess uh, it'd be fair to uh, maybe cost you about $100,000 today by crashing your race car. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. but. That was a good one. I guess this is payback for uh, Bristol, which I'll take it. But thank you. I'm going to be a little full today. 
This is awesome. You guys have been at this for a while. What's the best one you pulled on him? <laughs> um, I think the best one I've pulled is the one he doesn't know that I've been pulling on him yet. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're not going to elaborate no, anymore? No, 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 no. Is there an end to this game? There's one he hasn't picked up on yet that he'll figure out eventually. Okay. All right. But it's fun to have fun with a buddy like that, isn't it? And you guys are doing it great through social media. I feel like this is the kind of thing that our sport has always had. Have, it always has, and, and uh, social media is just a great platform yeah. to promote it. Yeah, there were plenty of jokes back in the garage area back in the day that never got publicized. And that right, might Kyle? be a good thing for I some, have some people. Statute of limitations, dude. I got, <laughs> I got nothing for you. All right, as you can tell, going to be fun with these guys, hanging out them, with them for the next hour or so. Coming up in a moment, we're going to dive into Landon and David's racing routes. How do they get from the beginning to where they are in the Cup Series today? Plus, the drivers meeting explores a different part of the Hall of Fame and how the new generation of drivers can get away from the track and make themselves better. And we'll put these two teammates on the spot with our quiz, quote, getting to know the front row guys. That's coming up all in a minute. And here's a way you can get to know David Reagan and Landon a little bit better. They'll be answering your questions today. Hit us up on Twitter, use the hashtag AskFrontRow, and you can ask these guys anything you want. I promise the answers will be fun. Up next, we'll go back into Landon and David's racing routes. That's coming up on NASCAR America. Welcome back to NASCAR America live from the Hall of Fame in Uptown Charlotte, only 14 miles away from where the NASCAR playoffs continue this weekend. Martin Truex Jr. wins at Chicagoland. It's a definite breakout year and probably a year I'll never forget. Kyle Busch is going to win in the Granite State. The round of 12 in the Monster Energy Cup Series playoffs begins Sunday at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Jimmy Johnson won at Charlotte last fall to kickstart his run to a seventh title. But he and everyone else still in the playoffs will have to certainly catch Martin Truex Jr. He starts the round of 12 as the top seed, 18 points ahead of second place Kyle Busch. And Charlotte Motor Speedway recently hosted another championship battle, this one being in the Legend Series. This year, Jordan Black and Austin Green battled for the title. Black seemingly had it locked up for a third straight championship before the unthinkable happened. Rutledge Wood has the story. Jordan would only have to wait 22 hours for a chance at redemption. No matter where his rival Austin Green finished, an eighth place finish or better for Black would seal the deal. I knew that we had it in the bag unless something went terribly wrong. Hey, good luck, son. Love you. I appreciate you guys, and uh, let's go get our sixth one of the year. Yes, sir. Let's go get this championship. Within four laps, the reigning champ was coasting out front. I didn't have to run 100%. I was probably running 90%. Clear by three. Clear by four. Let's ride here. You know, I came down the back stretch, and that's when I realized something was wrong. The car is smoking, smoke boiling out of that race car. No, no, he's done, he's done. I've been throwing, I've been throwing, I've I pull it off, pull it off. No, no, what a turn of events. Guess who's leading? Austin Green. Jordan Black is out of the race car. He is set down in disbelief, disappointment, and disgust. It's just all the pieces of the puzzle are there and all you gotta do is make five more laps 
and you've done something that no one else has ever done before. Spent many a nights at the Charlotte Motor Speedway at the Legends track. You can see that entire piece tomorrow on NASCAR America. You know, 90 plus drivers in the top three NASCAR divisions have passed through the Legends car ranks. There are just a few of the alumni, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, and William Byron. Other past legend drivers include Kurt Busch, Bubba Wallace, and the Dillon brothers. And this guy, David Reagan, knows a few, a thing or two about legends racing, doesn't he? He ran at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Of course, he's from Unadilla, Georgia. And he was a regular there for the Thunder, Thursday Thunder Series. He earned eight wins in that series and claimed the semi-pro championship in the year 2000. So there you go. And your dad, obviously, very influential yeah. in the Legends car world as well. So Legends Racing to you was a very big part of what got you from a young David Reagan to the Cup Series. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was uh, fortunate to live close to Atlanta Motor Speedway, one of the Speedway Motorsports tracks, and they've got the quarter mile there in the infield. And so we would race every Thursday at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We'd drive up here to Charlotte on Tuesdays and race mm -hmm. during the summer months when I was out of school and uh, had a lot of fun. I mean, I had a lot of fun when I was, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. And that was really before young kids moved into late models and, and bigger cars at a younger age. Uh, I was still content and kind of racing my Legends car full time as a 15 and even a 16 year old. So uh, the Legends cars, they have a, a high horsepower to weight ratio. They don't drive very good. So I, I think that they do teach kids good driving habits uh, and they're pretty inexpensive to race. So for our family, we could afford to race 40 or 50 times a year. And I got a lot of good experience and really didn't even have to leave the Southeast. How about you, Lando? I actually ran Legends cars as well. Um, I grew up in Iowa, though, um, so I ran a little bit of everything. I started out in go-karts um, and raced all over the country with go-karts uh, on dirt and asphalt. Um, but I ran Legends cars in Iowa. I ran them at Rockford Speedway in Illinois. Um, and I flew down and ran the summer shootout as well sometimes. Um, I raced with Devo Keith down here. Yep, yep. Uh, oh, in, Devo. At, at, uh, Charlotte Motor <laughs> Speedway. So yeah. um, I actually uh, ran a Legends car in the rain on Tuesday nights. Um, one time at Charlotte Motor Speedway. That's that was always entertaining, yeah. isn't it? Didn't, yeah. you, didn't you win a championship at Hawkeye Downs in a, in a Legends car? Yep, I won a championship in a Legends car. And, and um, like David said, I, the, the, my home track for the Legends car was um, the quarter mile at Hawkeye Downs, and it's a really flat, um, big sweeping racetrack. And it, it um, taught me a lot about rhythm, um, being really smooth into the throttle, um, tipping into the throttle, as Tony Stewart puts it. Um, I, those are really good cars. I, I like learning. Yeah, about. and they're still popular. Uh, I know, know Jeff's son, uh, Harrison, uh, raced some, and, and they've been around for 15 years now. And so I think that you'll see a lot of kids that are in the NASCAR series today. Um, they're going to have some history in the Legends car series. Maybe not full time for four or five years, but they're going to have a stop because yeah. they're they're inexpensive, they're easy. And and here at Charlotte, Texas Motor Speedway, Las Vegas, Atlanta, mm -hmm. you can get to race at a track that the, the NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series race at. And at a at an age of 12 or 13 years old, that was a big deal yeah. to drive through the tunnel and say, "Man, I'm going to get to race at Charlotte Motor Speedway." And, and that was always a lot of fun, something to look forward to as a kid. I'm always fascinated by, by this, but obviously everyone, if you're watching this show, you know how I got into racing. Yeah. Um, and, and, but for, De for Jeff and Ward to come the way that you came, your dad uh, and your uncle raced. Did they race? Were they racing when you were born, and had they raced before that? And how did, what was your path? Did you just wake up one day and say, or did your, your dad race? I grew up uh, in the used car business, so... 
Um, I didn't really have any family that was yeah. racing. Um, my my dad and my uncle are definitely car guys and always have been, and I think that's where my car influence came from. Um, but I grew up watching it on TV. I mean, when I was three, four, five years old, I was learning all the drivers' names. I had all their cars. Um, I had them all memorized. Um, I'll never forget um, watching Jeff Gordon beat you at Darlington. Uh, wow. for, the, uh, oh, wow. for the million there. Don't uh, shade right there. I'll never forget that race. It'll never go away. I'm in the middle. I was rooting for you. Good comeback. Good save. I've just been a NASCAR fan my whole yeah. life. And, and I don't know, you know, I think of this as a parent um, because I've got a two-year-old son. I think um, somehow my parents just saw that in me because, like I said, yeah. we didn't come from a racing family. My family didn't even know how to get me into racing. Um, and, and they just bought me a go-kart, and that's where we went. And um, I, I think that that passion turned into an addiction or turned yeah. into whatever yeah. it turns into for racing people. Yeah, and I raced against your dad. Your dad and uncle did more with what they had than a lot of people could have, and, and you should be very proud of that. Yeah. But I, I just, you know, thank you. That, that's, that's how you came in. Yeah, so my family, uh, we're sitting here at the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and I see Raymond Parks, 1939, you know, Ford Coupe over there. And uh, my grandfather owned a car that raced with that car back in the 40s and 50s. No and, way. you know, my dad, uh, when they were young, they just went to work. You went to school, you went to work, and, and, and maybe in their 20s or 30s, they decided, yeah, I like to go fast. I like to, to work and tinker on race cars. We're going to go racing. And so they raced around a lot of the, the local tracks. But my dad's first ever stock car NASCAR race was at Talladega. And, and so <laughs> the first ever, period. Like yeah. He didn't start at a short track. Yeah. A funny story, they were going to race in Rockingham in like 1982 or something, and it snowed out. And the car was ready, and they said, well, why don't we just change the gear the next race is Talladega, and so they went to Talladega for their <laughs> oh first gosh. ever race. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, and so they oh didn't gosh. know any better. That. They were just farmers and, and a, a auto parts mechanic, yeah. and uh, they had a lot of fun, and so I grew up around, you know, the racetrack and, and working at the parts store, and so I wanted to race as a yeah. kid, but my dad kept saying, no, no, you know, I, I'm, I'm racing. We're having fun. You know, you can race when you get a little older, and I, I finally got a chance to start racing when I was 12. I think it's very appropriate we're in front of the Mark Martin car because he's meant so much yeah. to both of you in your career. You were yeah. a huge Mark Martin fan, yeah. correct? And and he was very influential. He said he was pulling for me. Well, he was he was being nice. That was, that was very well in that race. Yeah. In that, that, that was a few that, minutes ago. In that race, he changed he was race. Being Mark nice. Yeah, exactly. But and and then when you went to the Cup Series, Mark was very influential for you as well, David. Yeah, obviously before the the whole Roush Racing thing happened in 2006, um, you know, Mark was racing his son Matt, and, and mm -hmm. we pitted beside each other at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And again, that's another opportunity that came about from racing in the Legends Car Series. I got to meet Jack Roush. I got to meet uh, Jeff Smith. And, and so Mark uh, helped us out some. I actually drove a car for Mark one year at the Charlotte uh, uh, Summer Shootout Series. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Mark was always giving back to a lot of young kids that uh, that really helped a lot. And you know that, that was, uh, was really neat to uh, be able to watch Mark on Sunday's race. And then he was at the racetrack, you know, racing his son in a Bandolero or Legends car. So yeah, Mark definitely meant a lot to me uh, before I got into NASCAR. Then my first year at Roush uh, helped me out a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, I grew up uh, a huge Mark Martin fan. That paint scheme right there was my favorite paint <laughs> scheme as a kid. And um, and I actually got a chance to work with him um, early on in my career when he moved over to Hendrick Motorsports. Mm. And the one thing about Mark that I've always admired and noticed is I, I feel like he is one of the best um, people at giving advice to drivers. Like, I think he's a very driver positive yeah. uh, person. He, he gives, he, he knows how to say the right things to a driver um, to encourage you, but still be honest um, and give good information. So 
Um, he's he's definitely someone that I always looked up to. I think I had a Mark Martin bed sheets and a, a wallpaper border in my bedroom. You also left out the Mark Martin go kart, right? You had the number six go kart. I believe we have yep. photographic proof that you had that thing. So <laughs> yeah, yep, there yep, you go. There Look at that. That, that was the uh, first got, autograph I ever signed. Was you got the my paint mom. scheme down perfect? Yeah, that yeah, was the right one. Right that, that was my favorite paint scheme. It was my favorite die cast that I had. Well, where are those trophies at today? Uh, I think uh, my parents might have donated some of them, I think, um, but they, they've been in my dad's garage for All a long right. time. Yeah. Don't lose them. Trophies <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> are harder to come by yeah. the further you get yeah, up the ladder. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a very good Trophies point. Nice I'm glad you signed that one to your mom putting the XOs on it like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That good. was very cute, by the way. Uh, what was the moment where you said, I'm moving from Iowa to North Carolina? And you said, I'm just going to go for it. Um, Midway through my senior year in high school, um, I signed a contract with Hendrick Motorsports, yep. and um, I coordinated with my school and my teachers to finish my credits early, and I graduated um, early, and my grandmother and I uh, moved down. Wow. Um, Your grandmother I, moved down with yeah, you? My yeah. grandmother How moved down with that? me, and, and um, she, she's, she was a pretty big fixture in my life, hmm. uh, especially during that time period. Um, she, uh, she took me to a lot of my first, um, bush races and, and ARCA races, um, that I ran. Um, she kind of helped me, uh, start my life in North Carolina. And when she got remarried, I was her maid of honor and walked her down the aisle. Oh, was she a Jeff Burton fan? <laughs> uh, yeah, she was a huge Jeff Burton fan. Huge Jeff Burton fan. It's the other generation. She was yeah. a Kyle it would have been a lot older than that. That's exactly right. All right. Well, we've been asking you for your questions for these guys. You can use the hashtag AskFrontRow. This first one is for both of you. Uh, do you ever try on each other's fire suits for fun and pretend you're the other person for an afternoon? Like dress <laughs> Has that ever you know, happened? That's, uh, a that, that's the last thing I want to do with this guy. You know, <laughs> he's a little more fashion uh, sensible than, than I am, and okay. uh, I probably don't need to. Uh, we don't shop at the same stores. You know, okay. I, I love Landon as, as a brother, but we don't shop at the same department stores. I I haven't thought of a good Halloween costume yet, but I might yeah. have to go with David. <laughs> yeah. But to be clear, just because they ask it doesn't mean you have to ask. You have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. That, but I don't yeah. have I'm just reading off the yeah. questions they the give me. I, guess. They give I, me. I want to go back. I want to go back. So where would you shop, and where would you shop? You know. Um, I don't shop a lot in general. You know, yeah. I've, I've kind of stopped growing about six or seven years ago, <laughs> and and so our uh, our race team provides. You haven't started us. shrinking yet, have you? Yeah, I haven't shrunk yet, okay. but uh, I've got a lot of inventory I don't even use, and so yeah. I was on the Kyle Petty charity ride. That's you true. you hooked yeah, us up with a lot of, of stuff, so true. I gained like five or six shirts and a real nice yeah. sweatshirt from yeah. that. Front row hooked us up with some nice shirts. I might even get a NASCAR Hall of Fame shirt before I leave. So I kind of roll <laughs> with that. And um, so when the know, seasons change and you need some clothes, do you just go do a couple charity golf yeah, tournaments? Yeah, so you yeah, get, that, some more, right. yeah some get a nice shirts. new polo or something. So, where do you, so where's your shop? I, you know what? I, mean, I, I, I think uh, I go to Love's Travel Stops and I just pick up some. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. Excellent yeah. answer, dude. Excellent. He's got the discount card. Yep. So. Believe it or not. around with rubber gloves on, looking to put diesel in something. <laughs> yeah. You would never know it from this comedy. These two are in the first year of being teammates together. So how, do, how well do Landon and David know each other in year number one? We're going to find out next. We're going to put a little front row quiz to them and see how well they know each other. That's all coming up next on NASCAR America. Uh, okay. Welcome back to NASCAR America Live from the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Hey, Katie. It's all good. Doctor let me do it myself, so that's good. I just pulled it out. He gave me the tools. Get my bag inside of my wife. I'm not going to sit here. I'm going to go inside. Honey, I'm home. My wife is in bed. Should I periscope her? 
The answer is no, Landon. You should not periscope. That is the greatest ever. That was classic. You should have just panned over more. He gave everybody yeah. a tease. Did, I think did. even under the influence, How'd I knew my get limits. Home? Yeah. Uh, Tyler took me home. Tyler from Boone. Playing the banjo. Did he play the banjo? Tyler, he took me home. Who did anyone not say this is not a good idea, Landon? Don't do this. Um, I think I think Tyler did. I think are you? I think he was like, "Are you sure?" The funny thing was when I finally was coherent enough to open up my phone, it was already locked because yeah. I had tried to do it so many times before I was even coherent. So was that the biggest thing you've done on social media? Like the biggest reaction you got? Oh man, I don't know. I think. Uh, uh, I, I usually that anytime you can get over. Dale Jr. into something is uh, it, it goes me. off pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Um, right. I think my Sonoma map was a pretty good one. I don't know if you guys have seen that or not, okay. but we got to look um, that up. I, I wrote some uh, some notes around the Sonoma raceway, and I think I was a little frustrated after a Friday practice. So instead of <laughs> writing serious notes, I just started writing where the dirt comes up and where it looks like uh, all the where other you're stuff. Backwards, yeah, uh, missed yeah. the shift and, and locked uh, the tire that, up. That one went off pretty good. Yeah. All right, time to find out how much you guys know about each other. I know it's year one, but we're pretty deep into year one. Yeah. Yep. You should know quite a bit, right? We should. Okay, Everything. question one. I feel like this is a fairly big five layup. Five points for the first round? Sure. Let's play. Let's yeah. play. Oh, and, my gosh. And, this is going to get yeah, ugly. Five points for the first round. <laughs> Who is a better dresser? I think we've already addressed this. Next yeah, question. Landon's a better dresser. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's a humble answer right yeah. there. Casual luxury, that. is that how you describe your dress? What is casual luxury? Do you casual make up your own luxury. category? This is casual luxury. I was told that's what you describe your dress as. I've never heard those two I've, words together. <laughs> Welcome to the Charlotte Hall of Fame Fashion yeah. Week with Landon Castle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next got, question. Yes, next question. All right. Who's a, bit, a bigger gearhead? Ooh, gearhead? I don't know. I I mean, it sounds like David. I am. I, I enjoy tinkering on cars. Sometimes when I was a younger kid, I enjoyed working on the cars as much as I did yeah. driving them. I, I, I liked uh, working on my cars too, but I, I liked uh, painting and fabrication and the body, bodies and stuff. Yeah. So I, I've never really got into engines has or anything. more grease under their fingernails. Right? Yeah, a good point. Good point. So different parts, but you, both like, yeah. you yeah. both like cars different ways, right? Two or false. One of you forgot to dress your kid for school pictures. Ooh, that would, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to put that on my wife, but I guess I got to fall under that one, too. And, yeah, uh, Beckham, uh, we forgot it was picture day last oh, year. Oh, that's good. So we took yeah. that picture. And, and, uh, but you made up for it. Is that correct? You, yeah, you, yeah. You he, looked, he looked good this year. He's, uh, he's a oh, gentleman. Oh, there he is. He's all grown up. Casual luxury. Kind of like casual luxury. So Kyle would fix that by telling you to go to Glamour Shots. Yeah, Glamour Shots. There you go. Okay. Kyle loves a good Glamour Shot, doesn't he? I love the first picture, though, where you just was wearing the chicks dig me. I love yeah. You got to think the photographer that day is like, evidently they well, forgot. The, when when <laughs> my wife dropped him off at, at the school that day, the, the um, well, when she picked him up, the teachers were like, you know, I was going to ask. And she was like, why didn't you? I live right around the corner. And they're like, well, we didn't know. I mean, if that's the you shirt. Had one job, Landon. <laughs> yeah. One job, not to wear a like chicks that. dig me shirt. So very cute, though. Very cute. The that's second picture that. is very good. All right. Uh, true or false, David Reagan is the nicest person in NASCAR, Landon. Oh, that's that's um, that's pretty true. He's up there. Yeah. Once top, again, we get the word ten. Pretty. 
<laughs> Freddy Freddy he's top Freddy ten. I'm, I'm not the one, but just yeah, yeah, I don't want to be the nicest, but yeah, I'd like to be on the nicer side than the, he's the nice mean guy. side. You're a nice yeah. guy. I'm just from the south. I got spankings nice as a kid when I was mean. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I learned the hard way to yeah. be nice. Is there an official stat category for that somewhere we Spank, don't know about, Katie? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying the nicest person. That's for the nicest to meanest. Yeah, we've got that rank, but we probably need to wait for another show. Yeah, we could have a great show on who's the meanest. Yeah, we can watch that. They would be hours though. Would be the problem. That that would be an issue. I see Kyle's Twitter feed. A lot of people are mean to Kyle, and Kyle takes that to heart. I wear it. I wear it right here, man. When you when you cuss me on Twitter, I wear it on my sleeve, man. Yeah, it really bothers you, doesn't it? All right, on to some. Just for the record, for those of you watching. When the race is going on and see somebody says something silly, it's not him. It's not me. I'm okay? not in the booth. It's so dark. Yeah, don't Steve tweet him about that silly thing yeah. said during the race. I've lost control of the show. How do they get you two mixed up? I, I don't know. He's from Maine. I'm from the South. I'm a lot must smarter. Be, I'm a lot be better hair. looking. It's, it's, it's got to be the hair. Yeah. It's the hair and the body structure. Okay. Yeah, it's the body structure. It. Yes. But it's they do get you confused on a weekly yes, basis. On a weekly basis. A daily basis. What do you mean on a weekly basis? I know. Well, yeah. Yeah. it's like yeah. when you guys switch uniforms and wear them out in the garage area like that guy asked. You know what By I'm the way, about. that question <laughs> was a friend of Landon's, just to clarify where that came from. So yeah, it didn't surprise you. one we asked earlier that Kyle got mad at me for asking. All right. I'm going to get the show back on the track. What else you got, Marty? Yeah. Right. We're going to talk simulators next. How much do they help drivers of the day. We're going to talk about that coming up in the driver's meeting next with all of these guys and see what simulators do off the track. Welcome back to NASCAR America here at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. You know, on August 9th, Hendrick Motorsports announced that William Byron would move up to the Cup Series next season. That day, Landon Castle tweeted a shot of a then 13-year-old William Byron asking him for advice on YouTube during an iRacing event six years ago. For more on how iRacing and simulators have impacted the sport, let's go to the race week section of the Hall of Fame where fans can experience those simulators for themselves. KP? All right, in today's driver's meeting here, we're going to talk about simulators. Now, for, for Jeff and I, a simulator was a foosball table and a pinball machine when we were growing up. All right? But Speak for yourself. Okay, okay, sorry. In 2010, uh, I, I think there was a story that, that happened with, with James Finch um, and about how, really, in your words, it was like you were staring at the end of your career. And you spent a lot of time uh, with the simulation and with the iRacing game yeah. to qualify for Michigan, and you felt that was a turning point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, iRacing is a is an online web-based program um, that's a racing simulation, and and where it was an asset for me at that point in my career was the fact that the tracks were so realistic and the visual of the tracks were so realistic yeah. that I was able to prepare for driving a cup car on tracks that I hadn't been to. Um, since then, I think simulation has kind of gone in a couple different routes where on at the professional level and on the manufacturer side, Ford, Chevy, Toyota, they all have their own driver simulators um, where they're not just a driver training tool but an actual engineering tool to figure out how to make the car go faster. But you still have iRacing, which is a really good simulation i think for an entry point yeah. um as a as another form of grassroots racing so we're standing right outside i racing simulators we're here in the nascar hall of fame 
so, so the question I've got for you is when, you, when you're doing iRacing, you can't really feel, feel anything, right? You just see it. So as a driver, how do you correlate that between really driving the car and feeling the car lose versus seeing it lose? Yeah, it's a little different, Jeff, but I, I think it's just another tool that, that trains your brain and some of your reaction times with your throttle and your brake. And like Landon pointed out, the, the visual part is so realistic. They scan these racetracks to every fraction of an inch, you know, every sign on the wall, every, you know, thing about the racetrack yeah. is very real. And I think for a driver that's running a, a part-time schedule or, or certainly a young driver, they could come in and be really, really prepared by just making laps. And I did the same thing when, when I was a rookie, I actually built a simulator and that's right before I race and became uh, real popular and accessible. But, but I would hop on that thing for tracks that maybe I haven't been to yet or, or a track that we, we raced at in, in March or, or April, but we were going back in October or November. And, and it does help. And in this day and age, every little competitive advantage, whether it's on the race car, under the hood, yeah. it can help a little bit. I guess the piece that I don't understand because I didn't grow up with simulators. Yeah. Um, I guess the piece that's really hard for me to grasp is the piece that Jeff spoke to. And, and, and if you guys could both speak to this. How do you train your mind and not train your rear end? Well, it's different, you know what I mean? and, and, and I don't think it's it's a hundred percent effective for everything. Everything's not going to match back and forth. But for your brain to, to drive into the corner, you turn the wheel, you let off the brake. You, you're exercising some parts of your brain that you're using when yeah. you're behind the wheel of a real race car. But yeah, you don't feel some of the vertical loads and some of the loads moving around. But like Landon talked about in our uh, Ford simulator that we have that our race teams use, you know, it's moving around a lot but but the iRacing technology uh, it's just scratching the surface man I think in another five or ten years you're going to be able to get some pretty cool systems in your house uh, pretty cheap I think there's a lot of potential um uh, when, what I've learned from the simulators and what they lack of the seat of the pants feel um, I, I feel like we don't realize how much we naturally do. And when you get in a yeah. simulator, you have to be a little bit more intentional about your hand movements and, and correlating that with your hand-eye coordination. Like you said, it's like, well, I'm just seeing it, it happen. Well, when I'm in the simulator, in the Ford simulator, and I go back and look at data, um, I, I realize that I'm being a lot more intentional about those things. That actually, that lack of seat of the pants does help me for the real yeah, car. But, but let's throw all the work out. It's fun. You know, you yeah. want to get in yeah. behind the wheel. You want to make some yeah. laps. And we like to race, and you like to win. and Guess what? You can hit reset. If you wreck the car, yeah, you I just like hit reset and you go again. So when you go online, we both of you guys go online and play. Do people know they're playing against you guys, or do you have names that nobody knows who you are? Well, I've got an alias name because I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think that David Reagan yeah. is, is stinking this show up uh, in a bad way. So, yeah, I've got a couple of buddies that are really, really good. I just don't do it enough. And like yeah, anything, right. if you practice enough, you can get better. But yeah. I'll use someone else's name. I, I've, I use my own name on iRacing, but I, I'm definitely not uh, at the top tier of iRacers. You, like like David said, there's there's guys that spend a lot of time on there and they almost do it professionally. Yeah. yeah. David's alias is Kyle Petty, just, for, just so <laughs> yeah. you guys, yeah. guys know when he's out there. And when I learned to do TV, I used a simulated Marty Snyder. So let's go back to the real <laughs> Marty Snyder here. <laughs> Thank you, KP. Hey, guys, remember we're taking your questions for David and Landon. So if you have something you want to ask them, send us your question on Twitter. Use the hashtag AskFrontRow. Welcome back to NASCAR America, live from the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And Landon, we've been doing some digging, by the way. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. No, don't worry about it. But here's your Sonoma map. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yes. What did you draw on there, my man? Um, I think there's. If you zoom in, there's. Uh, I, I identified where there could be a bouncy house. I identified where. <laughs> um, I go off the racetrack. I think it says this is where the leader starts the race, and then if you back up a couple corners, I wrote this is where I start the race. <laughs> uh, I see a corner worker sitting in the chair in a yogurt stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic, man. That is a detailed map. That is good. Sonoma. I mean, That's man, good. you that did just... not miss a thing, did you? <laughs> no, I, I, I got it all. That was a pretty good one. Oh, yeah, uh, 4A, I think I put, I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't remember that corner. Yeah, yep. <laughs> That's good. Oh, that's awesome. All right, are you guys ready for all the questions today? Let's do it. Okay, you're not slightly afraid? Um, I promise I you, they're, they're good. They're good. All right, Joe wants to know, what's something important you forgot to take with you to the track? Ooh. Um, <clears throat> you know, I got into NASCAR through a uh, driver development test with Chevy, and <clears throat> we flew to the test, and I didn't bring my helmet. Mm. Oh, that's kind of important. Yeah. And we had gotten there just in time the day before to overnight it and get it there, mm. like, within minutes of when I needed to drive the car <laughs> the next morning. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been pretty – I don't even know if the people at Chevy know that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we admitted it to anybody. It was just walked in. I had my helmet well, you, when you I got there. did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the driver gear for certainly uh, – as a kid, that was something that my dad really – let me take care of to try to teach me some responsibility. And yeah, I remember a couple of times I would forget my gloves or forget my shoes or something. And I, uh, I would get in, in big time trouble when I had to go borrow someone's or, you know, use someone else's. And so yeah, not having your driver here, that, that's like one thing as a driver, as a young driver, you got to take care yeah. of, you got to take care of your driver gear. Is there one driver from the past, this one from Becky that you would have liked to drive against? Ooh, um, Kyle Petty and Jeff Burton can be included. It's not that, it's not that far <laughs> in the past. It, Go way back. Yeah, I've got to race with them a little bit. Uh, you know, I look at some of the, the people here in the NASCAR yeah. Hall of Fame, and, yeah. uh, man, it would have been fun to race against some of the, the pioneers of our yeah. sport. Uh, obviously, everybody in here is really good. They probably would have yep. been hard to race. But, I mean, I, I'd have loved to race against Richard Petty, uh, Dale Earnhardt, um, yep. you know, some of those guys that – we watched as a kid. Uh, I was so mad at Dale Earnhardt when he wrecked Terry Labonte at Bristol. Like I would have wanted to get behind yeah. him the very next week to just wreck him. I did not like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so some of those guys back in the 90s that I grew up watching would have been a lot of fun. I think for me it's it's probably Dale Earnhardt. I, as a kid growing up, I wasn't a big Dale Earnhardt fan. I thought he was too mean. I didn't like the way he drove. I didn't like the way he raced people. And um, and I think I, 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 I wanted to – nerf him out of the way the same way he did to all the people that I liked uh, watching. So I, it would be Dale Earnhardt for me. For all you people on Twitter, that's Landon Castle <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. So just yeah. all you Earnhardt yeah. fans. I'm just, a big just, Earnhardt fan. Now. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I so when I was a kid, I, didn't, I don't know if I appreciated it. <laughs> so did you completely it. think that through? Like if you would have nerfed him out of the way, what would happen to you the next yeah. week? No. He no. would have just got a one race. What do you think you would have learned from Earnhardt? I'd love to do that to Kyle Busch someday too, you know, for a win. You can if you want to. You can do it anytime you want to. I told Kyle a number of years ago when I was – uh, when I was fresh on the scene here, and I said, someday I'm gonna I'm gonna nerf you out of the way for a win, and uh, uh, I promised him I would. And yeah, you gotta catch him first. Yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah. catch him first. So I'm trying. That's a very good point. Who would you guys like to have raced from back in the day, before your time? From even back in the day, even backer in the day. You know, okay, and I've, I've got I got a personal answer. So I'm gonna say my granddad because I raced with my dad and I good raced point. with Adam. Yeah. So I, I would like to race with my granddad. I would have liked to race now. 
He was dirty as you know what. I mean, he would spin, <laughs> he'd spin you on the backstretch. That's why they always used to say, Gentleman Ned Jarrett, because he'd spin you on the backstretch where the fans weren't. That's why the only <laughs> gentleman didn't, you know, the fans yeah. didn't see you over there. But I, I think my granddad. I would say, I would say that generation of, of the King, Kale Yarborough, mm-hmm. that Bobby Allison, that, that group, I would have loved to race against. Uh, okay, and, um, quick. One, one time, I, I raced with that generation. Yeah. At Talladega, I was passed out on a bench. Pearson came by with a cigarette and beard and told me I was going to have to get a lot tougher if I was going to race with those old guys. And he was exactly right. There you go. Next one is from Laura. And basically, she wants to get rid of the blue flag in NASCAR. You guys agree with that? Is it still, is it observed? I don't even even? know that they still use it. You know, when you're driving, you can't see a lot in these cars today. You know, back in the day, the windshields were big. You didn't have a lot of, you know, headrest and you didn't have a Hans device. You could move your neck around. But today, I mean, we're in a little capsule. We've got a big head, you know, restraint system, Hans device, and the cockpits and the greenhouses, even though they're bigger, we're still in a confined small area. So I don't even look at the flags. And I count on my spotter or you just kind of know five to go, 10 to go, but I don't even pay attention to the flags. I, I see the flags and and, um, I, and I do see the blue flag from time to time and they still wave it and I'll tell you what, every time I see it I think to myself, why in the heck do they still wave that stupid flag? <laughs> <laughs> so you agree with Laura, get rid of it, right? Yeah. All right. Final one is that since you started this Love's Travel thing where you're taking your picture, yes. has anyone actually discovered you at a Love's while you're doing it? I don't know if they have it? yet. Uh, um, I didn't start anything. My fans started it okay. um, just by taking selfies with themselves or taking pictures at Love's Travel Stops, and then they say, where's Landon? Um, and so I just, I just tweet at them, and I'll be like, uh, I just left, or I'm in the bathroom, or whatever. And, uh, Catch him in the milk yeah, aisle yeah. in 15 minutes <laughs> right down the road. I am going to say this. We, and, and he brought it up earlier. We went on the charity ride this year. We stopped at numerous Love Travel Center. And what a great group of people. And every one of them asked if you were riding with us. Every one of them said, is Landon riding with you guys? I said, next year we got a sidecar there for you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so I'll he's ride. coming. You can jump on if you want. Yeah. I don't so. know if I want to ride on your sidecar. Is that, Come on, man. Is that safe enough? Okay. Yes, yeah, I'll you can do that. Yeah. Someone's safe. Yeah. You can ride behind yeah. Kyle. Just hold on like that. And we appreciate the NASCAR Hall of Fame for their hospitality. But now it's time to hit the ice. Time for NHL Live and time to get the season and kicked off. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.